0: Fair warning, some listeners may find the contents of this conversation unsettling or unpleasant or triggering. So just so you know, we are going to be talking about matters of sexual assault. But more important than that, a matter of how justice is not being done. Emily, and we're withholding her last name, joins us now to tell us her story. Thank you for doing this.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, we don't have to get graphic about anything, actually, but people sort of have to have the the table set in this conversation, I guess. This reaches back to an incident, January 2022, where you say you were sexually assaulted in your own home.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, January 29th, 2022, I was sexually assaulted in my own home, a place that was once my safe haven.
0: And did you know this person at all? I mean, this was not from reading the account. This is not somebody who broke into the home. This is somebody who came into the home with someone else.
1: Yeah. So I had a friend over that night, um, a girlfriend, um, and we invited a male acquaintance over, um, a few hours later into the night. Um, so although I wouldn't, label him as a friend, I did know him more than you would know a stranger.
0: Then there was the sexual assault. Did you immediately know that you were going to file a complaint that you were going to do something about this or did you hesitate?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely there was hesitation. I was in freeze mode. I honestly, I couldn't move and I couldn't speak. So even thinking about you know, what I would do afterwards, there, there were no thoughts, um, that crossed my mind at all.
0: What was the experience like of going through filing a complaint of collecting evidence and all that sort of thing? I can't imagine. I mean, it has to be beyond unpleasant. It has to be excruciating.
1: It was grueling to say the least. Um, you know, I knew it would be difficult, and I didn't think it would be as hard as it was. Um, from you know, police arriving and asking me, you know, invasive questions, and not even being able to comprehend what had just happened to me. Um, to then agreeing to go to women College Hospital and ha- be like intimately assessed, um, and I was in a lot of pain um and everything like the magnitude of the physical tests as well as like as mentioned right emotionally just being so unwell actually made me physically sick and i think that's something that we really don't talk about how you know i think at least i can speak for myself at least me prior to this um I would have thought that our system did more for survivors and, you know, made it as pain-free physically and emotionally as possible. And it's actually the complete opposite. Um, It's it's very re-traumatizing.
0: So this assault took place in January, 2022. Fast forward to July, 2023 and the trial is scheduled to begin, gets delayed a couple of days, but you did give evidence. You gave testimony, right?
1: I did. So I, um, by the third day, um, the detective said, said to me, why don't you just stay at your hotel? That's another thing. I don't live in Toronto anymore. So I had to get a hotel for the three days. Um, But the detective said to me, don't come in right in the morning. I'll give you a call if things look like you'll be able to uh, your case will be able to be be heard today. And so it was around 11 when I got the phone call. Okay, there's a place like, can you get here? Um, And so my parents and I rushed to to 10 Armory um, and I was on the stand, I'd say, by by 1115.
0: Yeah. So here you've done everything that you, you know, you're required to do everything by the book. How did we get to this point where they ended up dismissing the whole case?
1: Yeah. So on November 2nd, um I received an email from my victim witness assistance program worker asking me to, to meet uh, the following day as the crown requested for an urgent meeting. Um, I mean, at this point, I was working, um, and they, you know, were like, "This is really important," and I was like, well, I have a work meeting tomorrow?" Um, so I figured out a, a time where I could slot them in while being at work, um, and I asked them, "Can you please disclose the nature of the meeting?" Like, I work in mental health; I have clients that I need to see. Like, is this going to rattle me? Um, so, because I once again used my voice, they recognized that okay. Let's have this meeting today. So, um, twenty minutes later, I was I was on the Zoom call um, with with a team of people. It wasn't just the crown; it was the deputy crown attorney um, who did most of the speaking, yeah. and essentially. She said to me, the defense put through a motion to have the charges stayed as it's been over 18 months since the incident. And it goes against his charter rights to a speedy trial.
0: How are you reacting? I mean, I guess you've gone through a lot of emotions, but I mean, this is not your fault. You did everything according to the book. And somehow our legal process is so bunged up that they can't get you justice.
1: Yeah, honestly, I... I'm disgusted, I completely have lost faith in our so called justice system. Um, There was no real recognition on my end, um, about everything that I've been through, it was just kind of like, we do believe you, we are sorry. And I think it would be in your best interest to try to move on with your life.
0: So they take something that has probably created emotional and perhaps even physical scars for the rest of your life and turned it into a paperwork issue.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there's no, I mean, there's nothing forward. That's it, right? The judge issued a a dismissal and so they close the book and you live with this for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And that's what's bothered me. So I'm off work now. I. Um, I don't know for how long Um, and the way I see it is a lot of people just move on with their lives after this and this is something that has scarred me and will continue to be that bruise that gets pushed down on it's not just going to go away for me
0: Thank you so much for talking about this. I know it was a choice and it can't be easy, but I think there are probably a lot of people listening right now who are going to be so angry about this. Maybe something gets done.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I just, I'm not coming forward for me and for my story. I mean, obviously, there's a little piece of that, but also for all the other survivors and even those who haven't been affected by sexual assault, because if my story can shed some light into the true injustice of our so-called justice system, then I will never be silent.
0: Emily, thank you. Thank you. That is uh, Emily, her last name, being withheld. But the reason for dismissal, as I said off the top of our conversation, is I don't know. Maybe it's it's not an arbitrary thing, but for some reason, the Supreme Court decided if you can't get a trial within 18 months as an accused, then you are not getting the swift process that every person deserves under the Charter. So it's becoming a matter of routine that... They mix up dates or something gets delayed or a judge gets re any kind of thing that can happen in the process. They delay the trial and then you get to that magic date where it's not going to wrap up at the 18 month gong. And so they dismiss the whole thing.